This is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording. Tuesday, April 4th. 2023 uh you might be listening to this tomorrow might be listening to this a little later than tomorrow we'll get it up when we get it up this has been the sixth podcast of the year uh ncaa tournament slash wnba draft preview edition last time that we talked to you was at the end of the second round and we decided to marinate a little bit and let it uh, let the tournament progress and finish up. We'll be all set to talk to you about things that we liked and things that we hated. There were a few things that I hated. Uh, judging from Twitter, there were a few things that, that you guys out there hated too. And we will discuss them briefly. Uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> a lot of things have happened uh, since then. But we're going to start at the beginning. We'll, we'll start with the Sweet 16. But before we do that... Uh, my co-hosts in this great ship headed out to the brinks of chaos, Becky Robococo and MJ Tolliver. Uh, Becky, how you how you doing? Um, I'm feeling some basketball withdrawals right now. Yeah, uh, struggling through it. I'm watching a little men's basketball to just you know get me through these dark days, but getting excited for the draft. Yep, yep. That's it. Oh, it? oh, oh we'll talk about we'll talk about the draft thing later. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I won't say what it is, but I got mine already. It's all ready. Anyway, uh MJ, how you doing? I'm I'm doing all right, bro. Um just trying to uh uh I've been playing catch up because you know I work mm-hmm. like t- amazing hours and yep. I mean, outside of work, it's just been a lot of personal life stuff going on. So I've been kind of drowned the last two weeks since we last uh, recorded. Just been obligated, fully obligated, but starting to clear stuff out the way. Like, you know, pretty well, much. That's what we're here for. We're here. Yeah. To, yeah. Escapism. <laughs> like, to take like you away y'all, from y'all, all that. Y'all are my glue. Y'all y'all give me an order. <laughs> we're Calcon. <laughs> yes. Take me away. That's an that's an old reference. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on before everybody figures out how old I am. Uh this is uh so uh let's start with uh, the sweet sixteen. Uh got a few games to talk about here. Uh just go briefly through the the results and uh some of the cool things that happened along the way. Uh South Carolina as expected, uh went went ahead and and thumped uh, UCLA 59-43. Maryland over Notre Dame finally reached the end of its uh, magic without Olivia Miles, Dara Mabry. Maryland beat them 76-59. We had LSU. This was the this was a close one. This is this was as close as they came to losing in the tournament. Uh 66-63 over Utah. That all that whole thing changed on uh two missed free throws by Jenna Johnson. And um, you know, my Discord is flashing. I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, that that was as close as they came to losing in the tournament. I, f- I flashed back to that game when everything was happening in the finals. Just like two free throws. Either one. Either If they hit, hit either one, I think uh, that might have turned out different. Um, and then uh, Miami over Villanova. 70 to 65. Is there any, any laments you would like to share about that, Becky? Nope. We've moved past it. We're going past to the it. draft. She's in the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Right>. fine. <laughs> Maddie. Maddie is moving on. Um, uh, just not in this tournament. All right. Uh, Louisville. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll move past this one too, I guess. Louisville over Ole Miss, seventy-two to sixty-two. There were some uh, some favorites there that um, didn't pan out. Iowa over Colorado, eighty-seven seventy-seven. Uh, my favorite game: Ohio State over UConn, seventy-three to sixty-one. And this was just less about you know it being UConn and that being funny and 
Kayla threatening to never talk to me again because I jinxed them. Uh, but this was, I love that, that game just because it was like the extreme strategy, that massive press that UConn was not able to deal with. That was a lot of fun to watch. It was just like one of those things where somebody, a, a, a team does try something and it works beyond all possible reason. I thought that was great. And then Virginia Tech over Tennessee, 73 to 64. That was a really surprising result to me. Uh, I thought Tennessee was going to win that game, but we were all, we all slept on Virginia Tech. Uh, Elizabeth Kitley was great. Georgia Amor has been pretty fantastic throughout the tournament. And I am now looking forward to her pro prospects. Uh, she is, she's made a believer out of me. Uh, anybody got anything about these uh, sweet 16s that they'd, li they'd like to talk about? Okay. Oh, no. I have to, oh. I do have to admit, I was very much sleeping on Virginia Tech. <laughs> and Georgia Amor was incredible. Yeah. And I think one of the most fun things about that UConn, uh, no, about that Ohio State-Virginia Tech game was Ohio State tried to do the exact same thing to Virginia Tech that they did to UConn. Yeah. And then Georgia That's Amor right. was like, no, <laughs> I'll nah, just go nah, flow nah. right by you. <laughs> and she was briefly off the court with a with an injury that they were checking on. They tried the press again. It worked. She came back on the court. They didn't do the press again. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that was a very impressive uh, chef of her. Yeah, Amor is. Uh, uh, she she looks like she has everything. She, uh, you know, despite despite the physical uh, build and everything, she's she's really super super athletic. You can kind of, you can see it like in her first step and the way that she she changes directions and things like that. Her handle is A+. plus. Her shot is not Caitlin Clark. I guess uh, Caitlin Clark would be the S-tier shot, but she's, she also has a great A shot. Uh, she can shoot off of the dribble real, real easily. Um, just I, I'm looking forward to it. And that 2024 draft, I, I almost want to put myself in hibernation and wait because it's going to be it's going to be a lot. All right. Um, Moving on, uh, Elite Eight, uh, South Carolina over Maryland, 86-75. LSU over Miami, 54-42. Uh, Iowa over Louisville, 97-83, where Caitlin Clark uh, told Haley Van Lith to stop talking because her team was down 15. That was funny. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the game we just talked about, Virginia Tech over Ohio State. Tried to do the same thing, didn't work. Virginia Tech, 84, Ohio State, 74. Anybody got anything to talk about here? All right, let's go. Nope. Final four. The big surprise. Uh, did not see this coming. Uh, Iowa, 77. South Carolina, 73. Uh, that was, um, it was, okay, so you can you can look at it one of two ways. Uh, Iowa's bigs gave them a chance to win uh, with, Kay with Caitlin Clark's offense. Iowa's bigs did a really good job in this game. Uh, comparatively to everybody else who has played South Carolina this season. Uh, Monica Shinano, uh, I'm going to spell her, pronounce her name wrong. Shinano. I, I, I mispronounced yeah. her name like 12 times in the last pod, but it is I Sinano. think I, call, I kept calling her Chinzano, like she's Italian or something yeah. like that. I just keep adding an extra Z. A C. Yeah. I say Cizano, and that's that's not it. It's Sinano. It, feel, it feels and like she it deserves to have it say, said properly. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, her Warnock, uh, Warnock was was great, uh, keeping everybody off the glass. That was uh, just fantastic performance. Uh, she's been really good the whole tournament, basically up until the final game, and that was not all her fault. Um, and I'll, I'll add that Clark and Martin combo remind me of <clears throat> Sabrina Ionescu and uh, Maureen Johans, like. They they were shooting the lights. They out, man. just shoot like crazy, like yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was that, and then and then of course Caitlin Clark just kept on her role and had another outstanding game. Forty one points off of fifteen for thirty one shooting, five to seventeen from three, six rebounds, eight assists, um, eight turnovers. <laughs> uh, I did tweet that the moment she comes into the WNBA, I think she's going to lead the league in turnovers because she's really, really ambitious with uh, a lot of those passes. But that's good. Uh, she does definitely have that that value added uh, next level type of court vision where you can get really good shots out of it. Um, but she's um, she she isn't isn't really shy. She doesn't reel it in very much. 
So that naturally leads to a lot of turnovers. And that's okay. Uh, if you're that good a passer, uh, Courtney Vandersloot has has finished high in turnovers in many years. Um, and uh, that's because that she goes and looks for opportunities that other people don't even see. So uh, yeah, just 2024, man, 2024. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right. Yes. Um, and then and on the other side of the bracket, which my bracket decided to go away. Just give me a second here. NCAA bracket uh, was uh, LSU over Virginia Tech, 79-72. And then the final. Uh, uh, LSU beating Iowa, 102-85. to There's there's a lot to say about this final. But let's just start uh, with reactions. Uh, Iowa, South Carolina. Uh, MJ, oh, you didn't, did you, did you actually get around to watching it? I know you missed it when it aired. Yeah, I'm, the only game I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see all of the, the Sweet 16 and mm-hmm. much of the Elite Eight at all, but the Final Four I've seen, except okay. right now LSU is going against VA Tech on my TV and they're losing <laughs> 50 to 59. So I'm just figuring out what flipped here, but. <laughs> Um, you keep watching while we talk. <laughs> yeah, because you know everybody. I'll, I'll admit it. I've been playing catch up. I've been busy. That's all right. But, it's all good. Um, no, that uh, the Iowa LSU game. I mean, uh, the Iowa. Uh, or are we moving to the final four now? Yeah, we're in the final four. Iowa, South Carolina. Is that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah. So Iowa and South Carolina to me was crazy because, like you said, their bigs were really bothering uh, Olivia Boston, especially her getting that early. She got super early foul trouble. And I just thought that, you know, it was like, oh, by committee, whatever. We got a lot of bigs anyway. She can sit down, but nope. And then Caitlin Clark just started going crazy. Like she just started getting loose. And it was just like, oof, what can you do? She's making Steph Curry like level uh what's the word the shots that like demoralize you you know what i'm saying it's like you took the words right out of my mouth that's what it was it was it was like uh, i i said uh that she was reminding me of uh playoff chelsea gray and and that was the way that she reminded me of playoff chelsea gray where you you think you're playing good defense on her uh you get her to take a a shot that you're comfortable with and it's still going in exactly is, is what happened she'll pull up in your face she'll yeah. pivot foot she'll she'll up fake <laughs> yeah. and you think you got her but no it's going in <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah she feels like she's gonna be the 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 curry like this is the player yeah yeah, yeah. she is i give her that now like she's got it and she's doesn't she have one more yeah she got one more year so one more yeah, year that's gonna she was be she was born one month too late to declare for this draft <laughs> okay well I wonder if she would have because it seems like <laughs> it seems like this is easy mode for her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. It's just like this is she's league ready right now. Yeah, at least scoring while she is. I, I feel like for some players, it's <laughs> got to feel that way. Like I'm sure for Aaliyah Boston, it's got to feel like that way. That the 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 style of play is so stifling uh, in relation to your skills that I, I it wouldn't surprise me even with everything else that we've talked about nil and charter flights and all of this other stuff that make it more amenable to stay in college for, for money and, and comfort and, and this and that there's, there's, there's gotta be something that it's like, right. The game here is too easy and it's, it's really restrictive compared to uh, overseas and compared to the WNBA. So just my thought. And I, I wouldn't say this for more than a handful of players who are like, you know, look like guaranteed stars. The top at the next of the top. level. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, for those two in particular, I just figure it's like yeah, she's got to do this for another year. I mean, it could be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure she's going to be fine with it. But it's just also, yeah. Get for her skills. She's already ready. She's a star. She would be a star uh, in a couple of years, no doubt. Um, anyway, uh, Becky, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah. So I um, watched it in an Iowa bar. <laughs> And I also, for that reason, didn't get to see the end of the LSU Virginia Tech game. Um, I left my house and Virginia Tech was winning. And then if you if you can believe there are two Iowa bars in Chicago, they are one mile away from each other. One is called the Reveler. The other is called the Rambler. I went to the Reveler. I was supposed to be at the Rambler. Everything happened. I did not uh, see how LSU Virginia Tech ended, just that it did. I'll tell you from the Iowa bar, they thought the officiating was terrible, that Iowa mm. was not getting the calls they deserved. No one seemed to agree with me that there were some <laughs> bad calls on the other side. This game what like really made me wish that they had um, series 
in college basketball. I know March Madness wouldn't be so mad without it, but I would love to see these game, these players. Like in a three-game series? Yeah, play against each other because this really seemed like both teams are going kind of all in on this plan on how they were going to defend each other. Um, And there were holes in both strategies in some ways, but neither were adjusting too much in terms of how they were deciding to defend the other team. And it came down like just down to the wire on it. And I would just love to see what changes would happen in a second game, how players would play differently. I could watch these two teams play each other, you know, yeah, six more games, seven more games (laughs) to see how, see how it went. Wouldn't turn it down. Uh, I will, I will just say, uh, so what do we think? All right. uh, It was mentioned a couple of times that they didn't have, uh, Don Staley didn't put Bria Beal on Caitlin Clark until the end. And this this made me also flash back to when we were talking about how would you defend Chelsea Gray? I think uh, you asked me that, Becky, and I said, I'd put my worst defender on her because you can't stop her anyway. And I think Don Staley didn't put her worst defender on her, but she put Bria Beal elsewhere so that Bria Beal could actually disrupt other players and have more of an impact rather than trying to guard Caitlin Clark. And Caitlin Clark is probably just going to sit there and bomb away and score a bunch of points anyway. So um, that's what I was thinking. Obviously, I don't know if that would have made the difference. I don't think it would have, to be honest with you. Um, They put her on for the last five minutes and it it didn't seem to matter. Caitlin Clark was still awesome with Bria Peel on her as she was with anyone else on her. Um, But what, what what did you think of that strategy? I wasn't against that strategy. I just thought there wasn't they were sticking really close to a lot of the other Iowa shooters. Mm-hmm. I know they have good three-point shooters around them, but Caitlin was getting to the rim way more than she should get to the rim. Like you have to like, yeah, they, they some help defenders. Yeah, and they were just so scared. It seemed like of Iowa's outside shooting, which is fair. You know, three points are more than two, um, as you know the math goes. Uh, but also, you you know. Caitlin should not be just running to the rim as many times as she did. And I thought that was kind of surprising in terms of how they were defending her, that they weren't willing to at least, you know, feed mm-hmm. off one of the other Iowa players a little bit to um, yeah, true. get some additional help. But yeah, Maybe they're just trying to encourage her to shoot from anywhere else. But <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, like look, go, come, come, come run to the, to the rim. <laughs> yeah, come to the rim. At least this one will only be worth two points. So why don't we do that instead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, MJ, what did you think? Well, I just felt like they was they was going ham. I didn't know that that was the game plan. Yeah. <clears throat> but that that makes it much more understandable of why she was just going crazy. Like, she's been going like <laughs> batshit crazy. <laughs> like, what am I watching right now? Like she she's taking super long range threes, at least uh for what you would, you know, anticipate somebody to be able to make in a women's game, like maybe up on the line, but she kind of far back there. Like she's back there. She's down there making like NBA range threes and able to slide through, slip through and whatnot. So I guess what you're saying made sense. I I can't say I watched it that close where I was looking at the game plan. But yeah, it, it makes it that much more understandable now. Definitely. Yeah, there were some interesting comments from WNBA players about uh, the the strategy that South Carolina was taking, uh, just like defending against um, back screens and pin downs and and this and that. They yeah kind of seemed to take take a bit of issue with uh, what what South Carolina was doing in that game. Um, it just felt like South Car- South Carolina was just chasing them that entire game. Is it, they never had any control over that game. Even when they would come back and kind of joust with the score, they just it they had no control, none. You can look at Aaliyah and tell too. Like it just it they looked out of sorts for the first time, you know, and that was that was different. I think they probably needed to be tested earlier in the year. Maybe they needed to see Caitlin uh go go ham on them so they'll have a different type of game plan, but I don't know. I think they coasted in there and then they started getting punched in the mouth and didn't know how to react. Uh, they did play Iowa, didn't they? I thought they did. Yeah, I think uh, I think so. Season. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had I mean, a pretty difficult schedule. Yeah. And, and they, 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 the reason really they game did that try, went to overtime, yeah. like, wasn't it Ole Miss or somebody who went to overtime against something like that? Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, but Cam, 
or uh, Cameron Brink and uh, what's her name? That was a close one too. Oh man, that, that was that was like my favorite game they played. Yeah, the end of that game was a mess. <laughs> yeah, because um, got fouled out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, here is. I'm just gonna throw this out here because it's. I, I still don't understand why it's the case. Why are Why are we still doing fouling players out? What is the purpose of this? I don't. I don't. Uh, what, what What's the number in the women's game? Five. Five. In in yeah, college, it's five, that's, and that's in not the WNBA, it's six. But yeah, it, why? it needs to be six. No, the, why? What? Why does it need to be anything? Is my question. What is the purpose of it? What What benefit does it provide? How does it provide that's entertainment? True. I mean, when you you when you put it that way, yeah, it's like, well, why let these players get fouled out? Just let them run them up and keep yeah, on you can commit more fouls. That's bad. Line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I just, that, that will require a world like a universal change in all of basketball, though, too. We don't need to wait for the rest of basketball. Just, just, <laughs> just, just change it in the women's game. Just they the can do whatever game. they want. I don't care about them. Okay. <laughs> I could no, I could rock with that. Especially especially the women's college game, because they are when they play, when it's the women's march. Yeah, I mean, well, either or, right? Either yeah. or. I think it's I think it's just dumb. I think it's a dumb rule. I don't understand it. I don't understand why they decided because it's like there's nothing good that comes up. It's just somebody has to leave the game. What fun is that? <laughs> no, let them let them foul. Let them foul until they they they're like you know the whistle breaks or something. I don't really care. It's it's still bad for them. Fouls are bad things. It's not like they 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 get more valuable after somebody has more than five or six of them. Just let them keep playing. Who cares? <laughs> That's true because this is deflating. Yeah, it's just so like this that oh, it just it pissed me off. The end of the the uh the final with with Caitlin Clark with four uh, not able to defend at all. That, that one of the reasons that yeah. LSU was able to put up 100 points is that that Iowa wasn't able to defend because they had just gotten hit for so many ticky-tack things. Uh, all right, we'll we'll talk I, about that. I agree. Should we I get agree. to the final? Because that's gonna let's get to the final. The stupid <laughs> final. <laughs> stupid <laughs> final with a stupid happy Kim Mulkey. Oh Jesus! All right. Um. So let me bring it up here real quick. <laughs> oh, it made me so mad. I was so angry. Um. All right. LSU won. They deserve to win. I mean, congrats to them. Not not taking anything away from LSU. They they were clearly the better team, refs or no, period. Uh, but uh, number one, uh, first of all, how about this? Nine, almost 10 million people. Actually, more than that, because at a peak, it was 12 million. Yeah, but like 12.2. I don't know how they figure out peak versus, oh, like what, they, what the other number they come up with, but whatever. The, the rating said 9.9 .9 million people watching the game. fantastic that's insane so so many people watching this game and the refs turned it into dog shit they were so bad and i'm not one to complain about the refs i find it really tiresome i don't i don't like talking about the refs because it's it's a hard game to to do um and everybody makes mistakes but read the freaking room okay just get it under control and you know show people how you're gonna how you're gonna ref it no none of this like all right we're, we're calling we're calling everything okay we'll stop all right we're calling everything again right, and right. <laughs> the, what they were calling was such BS. complete bs both sides not just not just uh, on iowa but iowa was the one who got really really impacted by it um, like two, three of the fouls on Sinano. Absolutely freaking terrible. Uh, just, just horrible. And it, it made it just such, like, it, it slowed it down to, to just such a sludge. You got both of these really good teams. It was just, we wanted them to stop. Just let them play. All right. If it's going to get physical, it's going to get physical. Let them play. That's fine. Just, just, yeah. just, ah, oh, it was especially it was that maddening. screen. She set a screen that was like a little outside the elbow, or I want to say just, just inside the wing. And it's like, y'all called a file on that. She was, yeah. she wasn't moving. She was stationed. Like, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. And they called a lot of them on her. It's like, 
she was Caitlyn's great escape for a lot of the game, and they the 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 officiating took her out of it a little bit. And right, I and then I didn't like. I heard that, that these were Pac-12 refs, so they weren't really familiar with these teams. Don't do that again. Like have a have a handful ready from from every conference if that's going to be the case, because this it was just yeah they, they were they just they just made a mess of it. They made a complete mess of it. It wasn't fun to watch. Uh, and then the, like the the potential comeback just got completely derailed. Like they right in the middle of the comeback, ticky tack fouls all over the place. Both sides just completely just killed all momentum. The T on on Clark for the fourth foul was stupid. It's unbelievable. And that the fact that they pointed to this rule and were like, oh, well, we gave you a T for delay of game. We'll just charge it to the team. Don't charge it to her. I don't even what what is the rule there? I don't even know what the rule is on that, but it was really dumb. I, I did. I got heated about it and I did yeah. look at the rule book and uh-huh. it did look like it was a little confusing because they the delay of game warning, they have it in the team section, but they also have it separately as a personal tech section session uh-huh. in the personal tech section. Okay. Um, so it can be a personal tech. Well, here's the thing. T- you the know, cl- time was stopped. Yes, we but were, it, it was... anyway, in the rules. Okay, I'm going to say what the rules are because okay. I, like, I, I, I got out the statute. That's like, that's what I do. And in the rules, it does say if it's like, even if it's ahead of free throws, yeah. that can be delaying the game. It is stupid here because they were not officiating the game technically at all. Right. Otherwise. Um, and to just have like, I found Kim Mulkey's behavior just like utterly disrespectful. What does the rule book say about freaking stepping out onto the, on court? the court? Yeah, the that's a technical. Game. That's a technical. Grabbing a ref. And, <laughs> Making and, contact and, with a ref. Yes. That's an automatic ejection in the WNBA, which we have learned. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. I didn't check that rule because <laughs> it was just so blatant. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay. If you were calling every single technical that could have been a technical all game, great. That also makes it a terrible game, but at least you're consistent. But to just have one, this coach who's a horrible person, and we'll, we'll briefly discuss why, just so everyone knows, right. um, be able to just walk all around the court like while the play is going on and just be so dis- disrespectful of the players in that way and then just say, oh, you kind of move the ball and it's technically a technical foul. And the rules here are, they followed it correctly, but to me, it's absolutely bizarre that a technical foul like that is counted as a personal. So it's her fourth personal foul and mm-hmm. it's two shots and the ball back. Right. That's like such a big penalty for something so minor. It's just the rule is bad. And the way they subjectively enforce the rules were also bad. Yeah, it was uh, not happy. Not happy. Just somebody somebody should be should have reamed them out after that game. <laughs> Whoever. Uh, I was... saw a stat that at some point in the second quarter, six out of the 10 starters had at least two fouls each. Yeah. And that's, you know, part of that is the story of the game. It is really fun that you had a player like Jasmine Carson who doesn't normally isn't that big of an impact or the game have to step up and do it. Sure. Uh, like we should highlight her stats in that second, in the second quarter when Angel Reese was out, when they were having all this foul trouble, she scored 22 points in 21 minutes, seven of eight from three. Yep. It was a best shooting all season. She hadn't scored in the sweet 16 elite eight or final four and then to step up and score that in a crucial time like that's an exciting story but it's it happened because the refs like just decided everyone would get a foul in the first half um and teams had to go to their benches and so completely just changed the game in a way that was like i still think lsu would have won like they Mm. still really outplayed them but it's like i kind of wish i would have seen how these teams would play each other in like a normally officiated game where a couple of calls are bad as they always are. And not just the absolute shit show of the record. Yeah. I just want to like watch the teams play. All right. And, and the way that they, they officiated that again, I hate talking about this stuff. I just, I, I hate it. I don't like talking about the refs. No, it needs to be addressed. 
Yeah, it was when <laughs> and and like I think Rocco and Lobo do a really good job of like not letting that be a thing. You know, they don't they don't they don't go into you know go out of their way normally to to rag on the refs. They'll usually say when they think something is um you know it's a bad call good call or i don't did see it when they look at it another way but then th they let it go and then th that's it and it's done they couldn't let this go <laughs> because it just it was it became the story like all of this all of these things it would be nice to just be able to celebrate you know angel reese uh and to and to celebrate um you know flo j johnson with with uh the the whole freshman of the year plus the the uh national title plus the potentially incoming collaboration with lil wayne that's awesome and then yeah, yeah and then jasmine carter's performance just or whoever whoever it would be even if it wasn't her it just just to celebrate that uh and but you can't because it was i mean you can obviously but it was it was it was really terrible it, it made it supremely unfun because you were just waiting for them to screw up again over and over so, ah. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Um, any other thoughts on this uh, before we we move on to more pro pro stuff? Uh, MJ, anything for this final game? Um, I mean, other than all of the uh, calamity surrounding the files, <laughs> um, no, I mean it was it was a pretty good game. Um, I do. I do wish we could have seen Caitlin play a little bit more defense, and because I do recall uh, watching in there, just like yeah, Caitlin's not playing any defense because she's got yeah. So foul trouble, right? They need yeah. Her. So I I agree with you with that, and especially in these type of games like high stakes, and you do have this much viewership and whatnot. Like yeah, let's just see what would happen if it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that mm -hmm. that that would be interesting. So maybe maybe somebody will hear what you're saying right now and actually maybe make that adjustment. I don't know what uh, they got to do about it. Becky probably knows. I, I they they just take my suggestion and, and stop with stop ejecting players. Yeah. Don't eject players for fouls anymore for foul limits, fouling out. That's dumb. Technicals, yes, you know, flagrants, sure, but just personal fouls, no. Stop with that. Uh, any final thoughts, Becky? I have two more thoughts from the game. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, it has to be said that Kim Mulkey doesn't deserve this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, if yeah, you need on. to know some of her history, um, Brittany Griner has said that Kim Mulkey kept her closeted while she was in college. She even like required her to wear clothing that covered her tattoos, which we know BG has a number of tattoos. A quote from Brittany Griner, if you're up here protecting me, then protect all of me. We can talk about gender, but we can't talk about the fact that I'm a lesbian. That was one of her comments that she made about Kim Mulkey. Recently learned an aspect of the story, Kate Fagan, that wrote this article, said on a recent podcast that Kim Mulkey tried to get her fired from ESPN for writing this article that called people at ESPN to get her fired. And then, of course, notably, we know that Kim Mulkey did not publicly support Brittany Griner um, during her unlawful detention in Russia. Um, mm -hmm. She's... When people asked her about it, she said that you're not going to hear anything more from me. When Out Sports asked her, have you ever had a gay player on your team? She said, don't ask me that. I don't ask that. I don't think it's anybody's business, whoever you are. I don't care to know that, which pretty much supports what Brittany Griner is saying. And of course, she was horrible about COVID. And there's other nasty things about her <laughs> that go around. So it's just, just one of those people in sports where I'm like, I don't want to watch her succeed, unfortunately, because of how she's treated her players. Um, yep. And I think what's unfortunate about both her antics, the refereeing, and then of course, a lot of racist commentary we've seen <laughs> since the game is how it outshined how much Angel Reese, Alexis Morris, the rest of the LSU squad really deserved this. A really great win, really incredibly well played. And it's important to note the racial disparity and how yep. these teams are covered. It's we've seen it from major media folks, and we've also seen it from terrible Twitter accounts. I forget who um, put this on Twitter. It's like it's amazing to have so many people watching women's sports, but oh my god, I wish some of these people weren't watching and commentating because mm. um, there were a lot of racism and uh, racist dog whistles and the way people have been speaking about Angel Reese in particular, and even if it's a minor 
even if it's a minor account and a major media folks still seeing that racist abuse is something that they shouldn't have to see. So I thought we should note that as well. Yeah. Um, because thing- I love Angel Reese. I love how unapologetic she is. Like she was taunting Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark was like, yeah, that's how we play. Like, you know, they yeah, I was about to say, well, people are like, Oh, you're classless. You're doing, you're doing the do, do not see me to Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark talks as much shit as anybody. <laughs> she is one of the biggest shit talkers in the NCAA. And I love it. Quite frankly, she should. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she should. Yeah, all these no, she can talk take shit it. to each other and it's yeah. fun. They love to play the game. <laughs> like Caitlin Clark says great things about Angel Reese and about Alexis Morris. Alexis Morris has said great th- things about the Iowa team. It's like the players don't hate each other. They may in the moment, you know, get yeah. competitive and want to say shit to each other. They don't hate each other. They love to play the game. It's like other people with their sexism and racism and misogyny, like putting exactly. it onto this yeah. game and onto these players the way it shouldn't be happening. Uh, and, and and she had to she she also no I hope Angel Reese is really good at the next level because I think she'll be my favorite or one of my favorite players if if she is if she sticks uh, good enough to stick at the in the WNBA level just because I love I love the lack of filter complete filter when you're able to to call Jill Biden's invite when she wanted to invite both teams a joke <laughs> just flat out. <laughs> <laughs> like all Candace the Parker disrespect to you miss, miss uh first lady um that was funny uh yeah anyway yeah no angel reese is is fantastic and i i know she's she's uh gonna be one of my favorite WNBA players so looking forward again to her when when did all of that commentary start like after right, right after, after the game dur- yeah at the end of the game she gave her the, uh, okay. the you can't see me pointing to the ring which she yeah. by the way what a great called shot that was she got the little uh had some somebody draw a ring on her finger i can't remember what what game it was it was uh maybe the sweet 16 or something like the whole team was doing that it was like some inspirational thing that they were all doing like okay i thought you need to motivate yourself look to the ring sort of yeah she was like the the ring is is going to be on my finger um so i was just like wow well you you pull it off that's a great called shot no it was I, I, i enjoyed it Enjoyed it. I like to see just, trash talking. I just in. came around to this firestorm today because <laughs> I wasn't on Twitter either. You know, I've been so busy. Like, I, I haven't even been on Twitter. So mm-hmm. I hopped on and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, there's a lot of race, mess going this, on. This? I'm like, I'm glad I missed it. But what <laughs> am I missing? <laughs> there was a lot of drama, a lot yeah. of drama going on. Uh, Virginia Tech also had some drama. I'm not even going to get into it, but it was funny. So if you. Uh, if you want to go and, and follow my um, Twitter account, you can look back a few days and, and you can see all the stuff that was going on with Virginia Clark and a player that is departing them. I'm not going to talk about it here. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, WNBA draft. Okay, first of all, it's a, we got a list of players who have who have renounced their eligibility and uh, will be joining us. I'm going to just talk a, a bit about some of the big names. Uh, obviously, um, uh, the Indiana uh, Fever, I was about to say Pacers, the Indiana Fever, just on their knees, thanking all the powers that be, Aaliyah Boston has decided to join us in the dandy dozen. <laughs> Welcome, Aaliyah Boston. Teammates, uh, uh, Bria Beal, I should probably do like a, 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 she was supposed to have declared by now, Zia Cook, if she was going been 48 hours i mean i'm guessing she is she just doesn't have to post yeah, she's a not, Twitter post to publicly announce it about if it she if doesn't she doesn't want, want to. to yeah um oh no oh she's she's going she's going to the WNBA draft she she posted oh, fantastic. Two hours ago so okay welcome, welcome zia uh brie beal uh i be here is that how you say her name yeah it's leticia me and zaya cook i believe zaya, zaya cook leticia me here more names i have to pronounce and i will get wrong over there you'll have to get used to them i know it's it's like uh when you follow like you follow like a girl group or something and then everybody changes their hair and you can't recognize anybody else now that's 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 what the every new season is like for me it's like a whole bunch of names i have to learn to pronounce now um anyway (laughs) uh let's see uh just i'm just gonna go down the list and and say some names that jump out to me uh diamond battles georgia she she is coming uh grace berger of indiana shoot yeah 
Tell us uh, about her, MJ. That's an MJ. Yeah, go thing. for it, MJ. I know, I know you're uh, a fan. I haven't seen her since I was uh, <laughs> paying attention to her when we had did that show. Uh, yeah, I, and I had brought her up, but I just what did I say? I wanted her to go. It was like Indiana or something like that. It was one of the teams that needed like a point guard because she's we are low on point guards in the WNBA and like true point guards. And I think she can go fill a need. I think it or no, it wasn't with Indy. It was with Dallas to maybe if uh, who's over there, Marina Mabry, if she left and. Uh, they might, they maybe needed somebody to plug in to put next to Arike unless Arike was getting that role. Like, yeah, I, I'd actually probably need to see where where did she end up? Did she where was she at in the tournament in the sixty four? Uh, did she get out of the sixty four? No, they uh, so Indiana lost in the round of thirty two thirty two to uh, Miami of Florida. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, she I averaged uh, seventeen points yeah. per game in the tournament. Seventeen yeah, points. I, I did look at She's that. good. I She's I a great passer. She's six yeah, she foot is. tall. I didn't realize she was. That tall, I mean, for a point guard, that's a good. I'm, I think I'm somewhat lying because I did see some. I seen some highlights. I didn't see a full game though of her in the 32. Yeah, okay. losing to Miami, but yeah, I I can't wait to see. It's gonna be a lot of players now and then. I don't know. It. Do you think Aaliyah might still go first now? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. All right. <laughs> hell, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. How, how emphatic do you want me to be about this? Yeah, she's going first. Let's this, go. This is no question. Um, all right. Uh, moving on down. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Big names that jump out at me. Uh, uh, Lauren Evo of Notre Dame. I don't know that she's she's considered a, um, a huge prospect or anything, but I enjoyed watching her. Uh, my favorite, uh, who I think is going to get drafted, Dulce Funkum, Mengiato, South Florida. I, I praised her to the high heavens last um Last podcast, I, I think she's great. Uh, Ashley Jones of Iowa State. If if you're looking for the next uh, political Sophie Cunningham, there she is, right there. Haley Jones of Stanford. Uh, Morgan Jones of Louisville. Uh, Dorka, I, I'm sorry, Dorka Yuhas of Connecticut. Thank you, uh, Emily Kaiser of Michigan. That'll be that's that's going to be a fun one to fall. Uh, Lou Lopez Seneschal, who is looking like a first round pick. Um, uh, out of Connecticut, Dare Mabry, Notre Dame. Um, see Abby Myers in Maryland. Uh, she's uh, she's probably got some some looking like a first rounder. I think I think that's where people are projecting her. Diamond Miller, of course, uh, who's probably going to be the number two or three pick. Um, uh, I don't know where where they rank in the, the the whole grand scheme of things, but I love Tashara Morehouse and Shay Carter. Both have declared for the draft. Tashara Morehouse is five three, so I hope she makes it somewhere because that would be. I would love this. I would love this so much. Yeah, <laughs> I would have okay. to buy. I would have to buy WNBA two K twenty twenty three to to play no. five three point guard. I would. I would uh, immediately just like I'm going to be Tishar Morehouse and go through my WNBA career. Nice. Uh, Chris Osborne, yes. Uh, looking forward to her joining. Um, everybody remembers Sedona Prince of Oregon. Yeah, she's 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 joining too. Uh, Taylor Robertson of Oklahoma. Um, Maddie Segrist. Naturally, Maddie, Maddie Segrist, Stephanie Soares of Iowa State, probably not going to play this year. I think she's hurt, but um, she, she, some people are saying that she is like one of those potential stash picks if somebody wants to take a chance on her. Uh, let's see, yeah, those are the names that jump out to me right away. I'm sure there's some other ones out there that that other people have a big interest in. Oh, I didn't see Jordan Horston. Uh, I didn't say her name, but Jordan Horston, yeah, of. Yeah. Tennessee, who is also potentially a first round pick. I think most people have her maybe top four, top five, something like that. So, yeah. It's very, very exciting. Oh, I have a... I'm just going to go out on the limb. I'm going to tell you my my predictions for the first round. Oh, let's do it. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is great. I did not prepare anything like this, but let's These are really... I didn't spend too much time on this, but I kind of... It was more like I put people in kind of brackets of first round. Okay. I think Aaliyah Boss and Diamond Miller are one and two. I think okay. that's pretty clear. I'm going Maddie Segrist three. Oh my. I don't know. I think, I Me think, too. uh, hang on. I'm, I'm writing all this down. <laughs> I think Cheryl Reeve might love her, you know? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, but, uh, uh, it's Dallas that has the number three pick. Oh, Dallas has number three. For some reason, yeah, I thought yeah, Minnesota yeah. had the number three. They had number two. Oh, anyway, whatever. Oh, we're not okay. changing it now. Maddie Seager right. is number three. Um, but Cheryl Reeve, 
loves her. Cheryl, Cheryl Reeve will <laughs> love her, and she'll be very sad about not getting her. <laughs> um, I have Grace Berger, four. Uh, oh, wow. We talked okay. about her. Sure, why not? Haley Jones, not? I have her dropping to five. Wow, um, all right. The thing that, that threw me off, um, can anyone guess her shot percentage from three this year? Oh, I know it's super low. You said Grace? Yeah, no, no, no. No, Haley, Haley Jones. Jones. Oh, yeah. Haley Jones. Yeah, it's super low. Like, is it? 29, yeah. I think? 26? She's in the 20s, I think. Yeah. No, it is nine. Just nine? Just, 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 oh, just no. nine. <laughs> Three for yeah. 32. I mean, it's That's not a whole lot, but like the lack of an outside shot for it worries me. a wing it player worries is me. concerning. Um, yeah. So I have her falling out of the lottery. That's not, you know, that's not the be all and all of her as a player. But when I when I saw I, the nine, I was like, this is this is notable. In fairness, it was it's three for 32, right? Yeah. So just just <laughs> yes. throwing that out there. And, and She's over a career 21 percent. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, more like regular most, bad and not out, outrageously bad. For yeah. Her most voluminous year was 11 for 45 for 24.4 percent. Um, then I have Jordan Horston, great mm -hmm. athlete, great defender. Is the shot there? She's also not a great three point shooter. Um, can she really pull it on offense? Mm -hmm. Um, the bottom half of these, I'm not sure they're really in order. I have Dorka Yuhas as a first rounder. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I think that's probably higher than other people. I used to be low on Dorka. I thought her like off ball movements, really great, a super efficient player, what UConn did this year with all of their injuries, as much as I'm someone who like kind of loves really hard to, to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of loves to uh, celebrate the downfall of, of Gino. Like, <laughs> you know, Dorka was one of those key pieces that kept that team. Like they did very, very well for a team that had like to cancel some games because they couldn't field seven players. Right. Yep. Um, say Breezen, Lula, Seneschal, sharp shooter or shooting was outrageous huge part of the success of that UConn team um I have Ashley Jones maybe still in the first round I don't know her stock yep. seems to be really be falling but she's still a 20 plus points per game player um getting good rebounds perfectly good three-point shooter it's just kind of like it's really hard she to do this at the next level where she'll play because yeah. it almost doesn't seem like she'll be a guard yeah I think she's I mean she plays like it's so hard with these players that are like mm -hmm. one of the tallest players on the team, but once they get to the WNBA, they will be not that. So like, <laughs> right. she's not going to get 9.7 rebounds per game and on the next level, but that rebounding shows a lot of skill. It's good rebounding. Um, yeah. Prisma Osborne, Stephanie soars. She'd be kind of a stash pick, but I have, I have, I've seen her up pretty high mm -hmm. on the numbers just cause she's a good bet. And then Zaya cook. I think she did enough in this tournament to. Really okay, so you don't you don't think Briel is going to be a first round pick? Bria Beal. Yeah. I have her as a round two. Okay. I just think you know she's a great defender. Um, you know, there's always a great defender at the college level. There's always a question of is that going to translate to the next level? Um. And you know, you still need the offense, and she's she's a good shooter and. I don't know. I think she's a solid round two pick. I have her there with Alexis Morris, undersized, but we just saw what she did in that national championship game. Like, she can really take over. Letitia Me here, very athletic, very skilled. I would love to see Leah Brown drafted the second round. I think she's maybe like, I don't know. She's just one of those pure hustle players that's so fun to watch. She's got good mm -hmm. size. She's six one. She doesn't like quite look athletic enough she's not maybe quite as good of a shooter as you want her to be but i don't know i love her that maybe it's a little bit of a homer pick and then i have a bunch of kind of question marks that i would really like to see that would populate out the second and third round we didn't mention destiny harden miami we talked oh, about her a little bit that's that's right um you shot a washington drexel she was a top five scorer this season you know at a mid-major but I think that's something. Um, Elena Chineke from, from South, South Florida. Florida. Yep. Love South Florida. She's from Greece. Um, oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah, she was their big scorer. She gets the rim just with her athleticism. Yeah, she's good. She's really good. I like the Morgan Jones pick. I've loved Morgan Jones for a while. I can brag that. So she played DePaul 
Louisville played DePaul, and I tweeted ahead of the game, like, can't wait to watch Morgan Jones play too bad. She has to lose to DePaul. And then, of course, they crushed DePaul. And she retweeted me. It's like, oh, no. big dubs. And I responded. I was like, no, I just love, like, both number 24 is on the court because both her and Anissa were number yeah. 24. And she, like, responded really good-naturedly. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I always liked her, but she was super athletic. I think she was kind of hidden a little too much on Louisville's bench this year. I was a little disappointed by that, but hmm. could see a flyer. And then I also have uh, Jayla Everett from St. John's shooting 43% from three and 181 attempts this year. Oh my. 16 points per game. Yeah. She was a big part of St. John's pulling upset over UConn. They made it out of the first round of the tournament and almost beat UNC in the yeah. tournament. It was a close game. So uh, yeah, those are kind of my players that I would love to see drafted. We, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, the only name that, uh, well, first of all, you have, you put way more into this than I, I have, yes, I have that's complete, an amazing complete lack, of, a lack of confidence in my own opinions <laughs> about anything draft related. Uh, but um, the only name that you mentioned that you didn't mention that I um, I'm kind of somewhat positive on, uh, or at least I want to see how she does uh, is Abby Myers uh, is Abby, Abby Myers. Somebody, I think. Oh it was... yeah. I have a question mark next to her name, which is like, she was a great score at Maryland. Uh, like, does uh -huh. that translate? Yeah. I don't know if the scoring translates, but I think the tools, might uh just just her overall ball handling plus shot plus things i think like you know we have to because we have to kind of think of these players and go all right how are you going to do in a supporting role where you don't have the ball in your hands type of deal uh she seems like just like a good utility type of guard who can do a number of different things uh and and uh, i think it was it was mark schindler who who had a nice little write-up on her, and he was looking. He was looking at players that found ways to succeed at the next level, and some of the qualities that they have. And she kind of fit that bill a little bit. And so I was watching her during the tournament, and I was like, "Yeah, this is like, you know, it's it's a really smart player. It's a player who 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 finds ways to make her her job a bit easier." Uh, I was real impressed. So, uh, so it's it all Princeton education, you know. Yeah, that, there it is. That's right. <laughs> that's what, that's Caitlin Chen's destiny. She's going to join um, uh, Bella uh, Bella Allery's uh, sports agency. <laughs> She's going to be the best sports agency, the smartest one. All the all the Ivy League grads will go there. Um, yeah, yeah. She's just. Uh, it was just. I was impressed. Uh, but yeah, a lot of things uh, like Haley Jones. Uh, just like how will she succeed? Uh, you know, I. I've, was kind of thinking with her that she has to, it has to be kind of a um Alyssa Thomas type situation where you you have to have the right team around her if you have the right team around her it's the same thing like with uh with uh who am I thinking of here um just moved to Washington from LA my my brain is blanking Brittany Sykes Brittany Sykes same thing right if you don't have the shot you kind of have to surround yourself a little bit with with shooters and if you get the space, then it doesn't matter as much, especially if you have some off the bounce ability, uh, enough athletic ability to to make something happen. Or in the case of Haley Jones, if that passing, uh, if the, the lanes you open up by having things more spread out will help you work for it. So it is she's really a risk. But uh, I mean, like everything but the shot it seems to seems to be pretty good. So. We shall see. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Charisma Osborne, seeing what she can do. There are a number of teams that are still in the market for proper point guards, so would not uh, I would not be surprised to see somebody uh, somebody grab her. I would. I was looking at first round. I don't know particularly. Maybe um, it's it's really hard to say because a lot of these teams that are in the first round, except for Minnesota, and I don't think she's going number two. Uh, but like Seattle at nine, if Charisma, I didn't picture Charisma Osborne lasting that long. Seattle definitely needs a point guard, uh, somebody young. Uh, I would say that LA is in the in kind of the same boat. If if they're they they go there and you know um, I don't know what the point of having her as a third string point guard would be though. I don't know that she's gonna she's gonna learn a lot that way, but maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, but like Seattle, Minnesota, still looking for proper point guards. So I have a feeling that some some players that 
we're going to see a number of them drafted. I don't know who is going to stick and who isn't, but that's that's probably one thing that we're looking at. And I'd like a, a really distinct lack of proper posts, it seems. Especially with Kitley uh, deciding deciding to wait a year, which she might get bumped down to the second round <laughs> in 2024, the way things are going. The yeah, I was surprised. That draft. Yeah. I also had a little like list of people that I was surprised to. Where did this go? Um, JC Sheldon also mm-hmm. not coming through. Liz Kitley, Ashley Awusu, which isn't surprising given, right. you know, just not playing at Virginia Tech. Lauren Park Lane is staying an extra year. She's like, anyway, I love her. She's yeah. 5'3. She's on Seton Hall. I think she's probably going to get buried in the next draft if she's coming through, but. Maybe everyone that we think is going to go 2024 is going to defer their extra year to 2025, you know? Maybe. Kind of yeah, seems like how players. it's going. Yeah, Kaylee, but this, come, this come draft seems to please. be like it's all wing players. Like, it's yeah. Like we have a huge amount. So they can, they can uh, stay in college be, beyond four years? Yeah, they have an extra year of COVID el- eligibility because... Oh, that's right, that's right. Because of that canceled year. Yeah. Um, so, a, and a lot of players are choosing... Here's here's my question for for you, uh, Becky. Where do you think Segrist is going to play? I mean, what what do you, what position do you think that she's going to play in the WNBA? I envision a small forward. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I mean, she's not quite big f- enough for a. She's playing like their power forward. Yeah, but I don't think she's big enough to do that. What is she six uh, one? Yeah, it's either six one or six two. Oh, okay. Six two, you're getting close. I think. I'm just wondering because uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, He's I'd also like... not like a beefy player, right? <laughs> so... Right. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if things are going to start getting smaller. I guess maybe not because a lot of the a lot of the still of the best players uh, in the WNBA are still like they're playing power forward. A lot of them. So I don't think you can get away getting going undersized too much there. I guess she's kind of in that Katie Lou range height wise. Yeah, she's six you know, one. Yeah, build wise, um, where where uh, James Wade was like, no, she's a power forward, and I'm like, no, she isn't. <laughs> she absolutely is not a power forward. Uh, but I'm wondering if the handle and everything will be enough to to for for her to play uh, the three. This is, these are just questions, I guess. I'm just I'm I'm just kind of wondering. She has stuff. a exception. She's not a big assister, but she has an exceptionally low turnover rate for her usage yeah. rate. So she at least knows not. How not to throw away the ball, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know, that would be very hard for me to do. So, How is she off the bounce? I guess I'll ask you since you've seen probably seen her the most. Does she like have a good handle? Does she get into tight space or is she mostly just spot up and shoot? No, she she moves around. She okay. gets in there. And and what is her shot selection like, too? That's what I, I was hoping. It's probably pretty too, damn huh? good, given how yeah. much she scores. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? What or <clears throat> would it be? Would it be a good if she carried her shot selection from the college game to the women's game to the to the W right now? It, would it translate? What's tricky is she was like a huge part of the offense at Villanova, so like her usage rates are so high, and so she would be very much like she's their first option almost every time, and particularly at the end of the game, she's the kind of takeover player. But she's a good three-point shooter. She likes kind of a turnaround jumper. Um, and then get oh, she has a around. really high free throw rate. I'm looking at this now. I didn't notice. Yeah, she's like, a, it's what's what's promising to see is that her shot percentages go up every single year. Like her shot is yeah. improving overall. So it's not just you know, it's not just like a she had a really really amazing season, but it's not like it's a fluky season because it's been yeah. building to this her whole college career. Yeah, uh, seven uh, seven trips to the line per game is pretty darn good. Yeah, she's yeah. A good free throw I mean, it is too. true. It is true. She's like very good at shooting over shorter players, which mm-hmm. she's going to see a lot less of <laughs> in WNBA. But that's not her whole game, right? Right. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking because I, I didn't I didn't watch her. I didn't get to watch any any regular season games with her, and then I just saw her in the tournament. It was like different than I was expecting. It was like one of those high-scoring WNBA power forward types is is, is what she reminded me of. And I'm like, all right, um, how tall are you? <laughs> are you going to do this? But I guess we're going to see something. We're going to see her have to play different 
than the the way that she normally has played is what it, it seems like to me so uh cool all right um do we have any further or final thoughts on the upcoming draft we absolutely do all right we're doing bingo again. We're doing bingo again! Because we're bingo people now. That's right. Um, yeah. We'll be posting on Twitter our draft night bingo cards. Again, if you get your bingos, tweet at us, and we'll shout you out on the pod. That's 6th pod, P-O-D, of the year on Twitter. Hmm. Um, I finally got my bingo for March Madness, like, after... <laughs> After the championship game, when they had a, uh, when there was a TikTok celebration with Angel Reese that night. Oh, so, there you go. Ooh, yeah, it was very close, very close. <laughs> but I, I knew nice. that TikTok celebration was coming, and we got it. So hopefully, people enjoyed March Madness Bingo. I really enjoyed it. Um, That's right. And so now we have Draft Night Bingo, and we may be doing we may be doing more Bingo throughout the year. It'll be fun. Yes. One of the categories is lesbian thirst trap. Uh, if you need clarification on that, please come to me. Uh, I am no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the um, Emily Ensler category. That's the that Emily helps. Ensler category. Yes, uh, you can just um, you know question the question the uh, the the pod address, and I'm sure yeah. somebody will get back to you about whether somebody is a lesbian thirst trap or not. <laughs> just follow your heart with that one. We're not, you know, if you yeah. feel it. Give yourself a check mark. There it is. I love these cat. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, a lot of these categories are fantastic. I'm looking at my card right now, um, and uh, the moment I did it, I looked at the categories. I'm like, this is my card. I'm keeping this. This is going to be my card for this draft. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, any anything else aside from WNBA draft night bingo? By the way, uh, I guess we can we can reveal this now. We're we're bingo people. We're bingo people. Ride or die. So this is not the end of bingo. Uh, I have bought a night. lifetime subscription to bingobaker.com. <laughs> it's not monthly. Lifetime. You pay once, never have to pay again for your entire life, guaranteed by bingobaker.com. So there'll be more bingo. <laughs> Got to get my money's worth. That's it. It was like yes. $20. It's not, it's not that big we're, a deal, but I'm a lifetime are, member. We're monitoring Becky's diet and you know general overall health because we're we're going to get the <laughs> most out of this lifetime deal that we possibly can. So yeah, and and hope right. no other big accounts bite us again. Yeah, like, how about they, that? Like, huh? like how about that March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> they I, they straight still, did that. I still do. You think they stole it? Like I I genuinely yeah, I, I, because... I ran a poll because I was like, am I be just a complete ego maniac? Who's been nobody's been doing bingo nobody until now. Ever. 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 Nobody has done bingo. And you know a lot of social media accounts, they are a lot of them, they're obligated to pay attention to what's going on with the other accounts if they're not already following accounts. They buzzfeeded of, us. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that I truly do think that they stole that from you. I do. Yeah. I think they stole it from us. Like, I'm not gonna think otherwise. Your biters, your biters, NCAA March Madness. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> Any draft night, MJ? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to Indiana. <laughs> That's it. Turning it around in, in a one full year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, one brief last look here at the, uh, gosh, what did I do with it? Second here. I'm about to say, don't say nothing about Dallas. I, <laughs> I'm just amazed uh, that we haven't gotten we've got through this draft without a reference mention of a certain player. So you know, I, I'm just trying to keep. Oh it. yeah, no, nope. I'm gonna leave it alone. Sh so maybe. Holy yep. cow! Three, three first round picks. <laughs> Atlanta has two still six and eight. Uh, Indiana, okay, so Indiana also drafts at number seven. That's interesting. Minnesota drafts at number twelve as one addition. Maybe they will get their point guard. Maybe they will get Grace or. Uh, no, they're not getting um who is it that they like? Yeah, Maddie Segrist. They're not getting Maddie Segris. She's going before then. Uh cool. Oh, uh, I guess uh, here's here's one. Uh ideally, aside from the Chicago Sky, what what team would you love to see Maddie Segris go to, Becky? Oh, I guess I do want to say Minnesota. I'm just okay, like cool. I just love Cheryl. <laughs> just want everyone to get to play for her. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should get that opportunity. Um, some, I'm kind of bummed. Seattle only has one pick, man. They need so much, so many players. They were, they weren't anticipating this. 
they were ready this round draft night deals yeah yeah oh well uh all right uh i guess that's it then it for the sixth spot of the year of ncaa tournament has concluded the WNBA draft we will be i think maybe hopefully uh podcasting the very night of the WNBA draft just as soon as it finishes i'm guessing uh, and we will have lots of stuff to say and we will be talking about drip and we will talk about who won at bingo <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> any of us completed our bingo cards if you guys completed your bingo cards uh make sure make sure to let us know before then so we can talk about it uh and um yeah that's pretty much it uh we had really, really fun this is basically our one-year anniversary at least uh, in terms of timing because our very first full-length episode was NCAA tournament conclusion and talking about the WMA draft. I went back and listened to that because I am an old softy. Uh, also, if you hit our Spotify feed now, and I think maybe any other feed, uh, it was previously mixed up with a bunch of men's basketball stuff. Ew, ick. Uh, but that's gone. Took it out. So it's yes. all sixth pod now. Should be. Uh, and. Yeah, yeah, I could keep track of how many episodes we have and all that good stuff. And you could just like, you know, do playlists. Just play it if you're you yep. really love our voices or something. Listen to <laughs> that's, the old that's why episodes. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear our various different microphone sounds from generations. That's how I've been able to pick out podcasts <laughs> now. It's like how does my microphone sound like crap? Does MJ sound like he's going through a tunnel? Yeah. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Especially in the first two, like one or two yeah, episodes. The first, uh, like first of episodes, MJ is uh <laughs> MJ's talking from a phone while while he's uh, driving to work or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it, it's a good time. So you can go and check out the new and improved uh, uh, sixth pod feed. Uh, but that's it for Robococo, MJ Tolliver. I am Snap Wilson. Come play bingo with us. It's going to be bingo all year long, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, and we're going to have other fun stuff, too, coming up. So tune in. Uh, this is Snap Wilson, sixth pod of the year. I need a different outro. I'm going to come up with one, but for now, peace out. <laughs> peace out. Goodbye. <laughs>